0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Play of the weekday. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We did it! We made it! It is officially... Hockey season, the Blackhawks proper.
2: Pat yourself in the back, everybody.
1: Yes. There were NHL players on the ice yeah.
2: today. Players of consequence.
1: Yes. It was uh, great to be at the Fifth Third Arena today. We all love development camp. We all love the Tom Culvers. I call it Culvers because it's all I can think of when I see mm, Curvers. Prospect Showcase. We all showcase. love it. Show me some freaking guys who have done something in the league, and they are here, and it is good. It yeah. is good.
2: It was it was it really got my engine going seeing Jack Johnson out there and Tyler Johnson and Reese Johnson so and many Johnsons some other Johnsons that Johnson we, Johnson. we I looked at the roster and I was like who's this guy another Johnson I uh, haven't was, had that
1: many Johnsons in front of me since college yeah right
2: in- interesting a,
1: well the important after dark, after dark news story. is that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane met the media. They're we're going to bring on the team. you some here. of that. Yes, we're still here. Still on As of, uh, let's refresh Twitter and make sure. <laughs> um, we're going to share some of their comments about their mindsets going into the season as it pertains to their futures. Uh, they also both talked about Luke Richardson, which I thought was interesting. Um, but let's just, before we play the audio, well, let's, why don't we play it first? Let's do, uh, let's, why don't we start with Patrick Kane as he spoke first, mm-hmm. um, and then we can react to what he had to say um, about his future here with the Hawks and the offseason trade rumors and all that stuff. Do we have that ready to go, Sarah? To be honest with you, there really
3: hasn't been like much discussion about anything, you know, even with, uh, my agent or my parents or my family, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, anything we've, we've really discussed. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think we all know the situation, you know, I play and, you know, what could potentially happen, but, um, it's not really anything I'm thinking about as of yet, so we'll just kind of see how everything plays out, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can get off to a good start here, and you know, prove some people wrong. I know a lot of people are are counting this team out and, and what we can do, but I think we have a lot of motivated players and motivated coaching staff as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully, we'll get off to a good start. Starts here in training camp, just getting up, getting up to speed, and everyone feeling good.
1: That's pretty much the tone that him and Taves had was, uh, you know, a lot of speculation. We haven't really had any conversations about the future yet. Yeah. We'll play Taves here in a moment as well. Um, but as we sort of talked about, as these rumors, using the air quotes, if you're not watching on YouTube, and you should be, make sure you smash that like button if you are, um, just speculation, just rumors, just not even, yeah. right? Just kind of people making stuff up to say, let's connect these dots of where it can go. and. Right according to both guys, no conversations of any consequence have happened yet.
2: Yeah. Regarding either a trade or a contract extension. And I think, you know, both guys completely control their future. They completely control the, the, the situation where, you know, Kyle Davidson has said that he's not going to ask them to waive their no movement clause. He said yesterday that he's really had no discussions regarding their futures with, with any other teams or anything like that. And I think it's it's you know we've kind of spitballed a little bit uh, throughout the summer about you know these these two both wanting to see how the season plays out and they said that today they just they kind of want to just get the season underway and take it day by day from there and I think that's probably the best way to go about it because you know I I, I think we we know that this season is not supposed to bring very much joy and. On ice, success and wins and losses and whatnot, but um, I think these guys want to see what it, what it's going to be like being with Luke Richardson, being with this team, and it is valuable to having these guys in the locker room and 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 around some of the players that are going to be, you know, up and coming and and, and things like that. So it's it's going to be a story until it's no longer a story, but uh, until further notice, it's kind of just like nothing's happening. And, and un- until they want something to happen, that'll be the status quo.
0: Yeah, today's press conference was uh, how many times can we ask Patrick Kane the same question <laughs> <laughs> about yeah. betraying stuff? Yeah. And, you know, it's God, I already feel sorry for these guys because it's just going to be it all year. Yeah. It's going to be the question everybody wants answered. They're never going to change their answer until, you know, Kyle Davidson said there was no conversations about trade yet. Kane and Taves echoed that. No conversations have, have occurred. And, you know, of course, when I put that out there yesterday that Davidson says that, I get a lot of people, oh, I don't, you know, the memes, I don't believe you, and lies and all that stuff. Until Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves say, I want to be traded. He can't have conversations. Yeah. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Does he have an idea of who he who he can call once, once they say? I'm sure he's had some off-the-record yeah. phone calls to say, hey, if this were to happen, here's what we'd be willing to part with. Give us a call if it happens. Sure, I'm sure those count. But why would he waste time having fruitful trade conversations with a team when neither guy says they want to be traded? Right.
1: Right. And in yeah. this
0: day and age, there's no way those two guys are going to waive their no trade clause and not have it out there.
1: Why don't we hear from Jonathan Taves right now uh, so we can kind of uh, get really dive into what both guys said and, and get into the trade conversation uh, so we can hear from them first. So go ahead, Sarah, when you got it. We're excited.
4: Um, I'm excited. The uh, rest of the summer and get to uh, just kind of see how the summer shook down with, with the moves and... Guys in our room, new, new coaching staff, and just obviously a lot of change overall in the organization. But it's nice to uh, kind of get settled in and no more talk. You just get through to go out there and play and, and uh, just start moving forward with uh, where things are at. Jonathan,
1: did you have discussions with, in your camp or debate within yourself about uh, whether
0: to stick around or whether to move on?
4: Uh, no, I don't think, you know, I think it's gotten to that point, um, or even close to it over the summer, and I don't think it will for, for quite some time this season. I think I you was know, talking with my family and my agent, and um, you know, the thought for myself personally has always been to kind of keep trudging forward and getting better, and, uh, you know, as I kind of mentioned numerous times last year, and I was kind of you're like selling a broken record, but obviously I'm working through a lot of stuff, trying to get healthy and feel better and, you know, play at the uh, pace and at, at the, uh, the ability that I, that I know I can. And um, so I think that the summer has been about that, too, and I think uh, it's, it's just one thing at a time. And a lot of people are wondering and you know, love to speculate and, and see what's going to happen. And, coming in here just fully excited just play hockey and, and not have any expectation not be too concerned with uh, you know what happens uh, for me down the road this season and even beyond that so it's a fun place to be in uh, I think last year there was you know probably a lot of expectation on our team with, with guys coming in and some of the big name players that we had and just we just couldn't seem to put it together or nothing really connected and now it's a different animal and but I think uh if we simplify and and just focus on our game and and focus on our systems and really learn from some of the things that went wrong last year I think uh I think we'll we'll be able to surprise some people and surprise ourselves
2: uh, surprise some people yeah interesting
1: that, that's a that's a big thing we heard from from Patrick and Jonathan today was. Hey, it might not be as bad as a lot of people think and I a lot of the same things I said at the end of last season yeah um and I think we're gonna get to to that with Luke Richardson later in the show um but I think there might be a little bit to that like I think you can expect to bounce back from Taves you can expect expect to bounce back from Jones it's just the rest of the roster right right' or, like' or who's replacing therinkket who's repla- not the replacing Doc is hard but depth wise <laughs> it is a little bit. Um, but that seems to be the mindset of both guys is just in general, let's just wait and see, Mm -hmm. let's wait and see how it goes. And if I think if, if Taves enjoys playing here, I think Taves is more of a question than Kane. I think Kane seems like he's maybe a little more willing to hang out and he's asked directly about, Hey, do you think about your legacy? And he kind of chuckled at that. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't
2: there's no way n- no professional player of course. doesn't think about their their impact and their legacy especially at that at the level of success that both of those guys yeah. have had like there's no way you don't think like uh, yeah hey like they know that they're gonna have their numbers retired they know that you know they're getting they've probably already posed for a bust of a statue already or whatever <laughs> but yeah you know yeah it's it's the, the the place in the record books i really do think that that is something that patrick kane cares about and it could be something that that ultimately holds him in chicago i don't know maybe losing this season is going to be too tough but i mean he 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 was you know he was asked about you know what what it was like uh what what it's been like since being a dad and how that's how that's changed his perspective and and you know he he had you know he had his first child here in chicago he's got his, his his family set up here his whole entire adult life has basically been in chicago and um yeah it's just it's it's interesting it it really does feel and especially just in the two of them talking about you know what they've thought of of their futures or not thought of or discussions that have been happening or not it really does feel like Patrick more than Jonathan is like really just like I just want to play mm. and we'll just see what happens like it just like Joe Brand asked him the question about you know oh do you just not want to make this decision whether to, to, to stay in, in, in town or, 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 uh, you know, be open to a trade. And he kind of was just like, well, I, I, I really don't just want to play hockey. Like, I just don't want to have to, you know, deal with or, or have to like think too much about the future. He's, he's, he said too, I'm under contract for this season and just kind of take it one day at a time. So, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to finally hear it directly from them rather right. than, you know, you, you read it in a story or you know, you hear speculation or whatnot.
0: Yeah, they both kinda <clears throat> said well for more or less what I expected to hear out of them. Yeah. I didn't expect them to be like, nah, this this sucks. Get me out of here, <laughs> you know, trade me right F and now. You know. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, and and if you could tell from that clip, man, Taves is so excited. I love how he says, I'm excited. You know, it's just, I mean, it's just his his personality, I'm his attitude. Excited, but it's just like, yeah, that is just a ball of excitement <laughs> yep. right there. I'm ready to run through a brick wall.
1: In fairness, he's
2: always been that exactly.
0: way. He's a hockey robot, Jonathan Taves. Yes. But, um, the biggest,
2: the, the biggest uh, chuckle that he got, well, one of the two that he got, was basically he was, with him being hard on himself physically, saying, like, oh, where are you, where are you at physically from last year? He's like, well, it's never good enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's 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 the humor yeah. of Jonathan Taze. Like, yeah. And when Phil asked him about his thighs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that,
2: was a good, that was a great I, question. I didn't
0: hear the first part of that question. So well, I he said
2: have...
1: he, he – it started as a question about him mentoring players, and then I think he said Paul, which I would assume means Yeah, mentioned Jonathan Taze's thighs – like stood out doing the squats or something. Yeah. And Taves is very uncomfortable with the question. He (laughs) He literally turned away from the camera. Like he looked like he was just going to walk out of the room. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. I would say like, you know, as far as Jonathan Taves goes in pretty good spirits, I think both guys are just happy to be back playing hockey. And um, you talked about like how much losing can you take, right? Like how much losing are you willing to put up with? We talk about this as how we're going to watch this season. Losing is the expectation, but I think it's how you lose, mm-hmm. right? And they went through a season of losing last year that was freaking miserable. You, you started the season with a coach who didn't know what the hell he was doing. You had an off-season controversy that many of your players were, I don't want to say involved in, but had knowledge of and in, one, entangled and, with in yeah. varying degrees, right? Mm-hmm. That was Last year was a nightmare for all in all a lot aspects. of reasons, yeah. And I think both guys are just happy to just be back at a normal, air quotes, camp. Now, the trade speculation is going to be around all year. And Jonathan Taves said it today, like, hey, you guys have your job to do, do it. You know, if you got to ask us every game, you got to ask us every game. And he understands it. But aside from that, it is just a normal training camp. And even for Taves, not coming off the mystery illness and the mm-hmm. season off, I think both guys are sort of just relieved to be coming into an ordinary training camp. And yeah, there's new systems to learn, new coaches to learn, but from their comments it doesn't seem like anything over complicated or over challenging.
2: Yeah. And it's also probably one of the longest summers that they've had. Yeah. to to not play hockey, you know. So, you know, they 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 get back into an environment that they they they've made their life out of. So, to, you know, get back to that point, especially a long summer in which your futures are being speculated by everybody under the sun, uh, it's probably good to just be back to a familiar spot, be back on the ice with, with you know, some familiar teammates, um, some new teammates, and uh, just, just like they both said, take it one day at a time. And so I I definitely get that from their perspective.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing that, kane brought up when asked about his future uh when he he kind of gave me the impression that he's when he says he hasn't thought about being traded i believe him um you know i know a lot of times it's lip service but i I believe him when he when he mentioned that not a lot of guys in today's day and age play for the same team and he mentioned Sidney crosby and malkin and guys like that he's like they, they 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 play their whole career for one team and and he even mentioned, like, how, you know, Duncan Keith said it was strange to put on a different sweater the first time he put on the Edmonton sweater. And when he says stuff like that and we talk about, you know, all the records that he is within striking distance of if he plays here beyond this season, um, you know, I think for him, just the way he talks, he's – I completely believe him when he says, I haven't thought about being mm-hmm. traded or playing for another team. Um, you know, he, both players mentioned that they were able to do more intense training this summer, basically from last year. They're, they're healthier. Great to hear. Um, you know, Kane said his nagging injuries, whatever they've been the last couple years, you know, he had to spend most summer rehabbing last year. Said he was able to do, I believe he, he said, what well, with dynamic athletic movements or something, something. Dynamic.
2: Yeah, dynamic, like, training. Yeah,
0: dynamic athletic movements, which I, I pulled my hamstring just hearing him <laughs> say that term. But And then even Tave said he was able to do more this summer to get back up to speed to be where he needs to be heading mm-hmm. into the season. So, you know, I, I don't think those guys sat around all summer reading and saying, well, right. no, I need to be traded now. They were focused on being in yeah. their best possible shape for today, and they were. And that's like all those guys care about right now. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not like quick to be like oh yeah right you still want to get well, traded. Yeah, I mean look if
1: they're truly waiting to see it play out and they are, they could have very easily gone to Kyle Davidson this summer and said you traded the Brinket and Doc trade me now. I don't mm-hmm. want to be part of this. They are. Yeah, they are
4: proving they're proving it by here. being
1: here yeah. that they are that they're on board to at least see how things go. So you're right, like. Yeah, I think it's probably like, oh, what would it be like to play for the Rangers or whatever? Fine. But I don't think either of those guys is saying, you know, by date X, I'm going to make my decision or every loss that goes by, I'm going to rethink about it. No, they're going to see how the season goes and and play their game and, and make their decision. And look, they don't have to. Both those guys can say, I'm not, no, I'm not saying yeah. anything. It's just... I'm going to finish the contract. Right. And they have earned that right. And it would really suck for the Hawks if they both walk away and you get nothing for either of them. Yeah. But you have to say, if anyone has earned the right to do that, it is Kane and it is Taves. And, you know, you talked about what Ke- what Kane said about Malkin and Ovechkin and Crosby staying with the same team. To me, both those guys are in that category. Yeah, Taves isn't probably the level of player of Ovechkin or Crosby or Kane yeah. But when you look at the accomplishments, you look at what he's meant to the team, I think he, you could certainly bunch those two guys into that category as guys who play their whole career in one place. So yeah. I, I truly I believe them when they say, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the future is going to bring. Let's wait and see.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think, too, you know, though, when we talk about, like, oh, you know, is Patrick King thinking about his legacy and stuff, him bringing that up, I mean, when you think about, this generation of 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 ho- of hockey in the NHL and from you know the mid mid 2000s to now those players Crosby Malkin Ovechkin he sees himself and he should be in that same echelon of yep, like absolutely. yes absolute generational talent superstar uh of that uh, of this time and i think it it matters to him to 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 kind of stay with those stay in that tier of player and, and that tier of, of superstar and, and, and legend of the game where he said most of those guys probably will, or he said all those guys will probably finish their careers with, with one team. We saw, you know, Malkin get an extension with Pittsburgh. And, you know, it seems like Ovechkin's not going to leave Washington. And I think if 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 he has, you know, that that self-value of sticking with one team his entire career, it seems like something that, again, like I said, Seems like it's it's something that he is is holding on to at least for now, so
0: yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think Taves is realistically taking it one day at a time, based on how the last couple of years of his career played out. You know, we've talked about it before. Kane definitely could play at a high level beyond this season. You know, knock on wood, no major injury happens. Does Taves play beyond this contract? I say 50-50. We'll see how it goes. If he mm-hmm. has another down year where it takes him 25 games to find in the back of the net and he's struggling at, at, at things that he's so used to excelling at, he may just say, that, okay, I'm playing out my contract and I'm good. Like I'm, It's time for me to coach or become a yeah. f- uh, kale farmer somewhere. I don't know what he <laughs> wants to do. But, you know, I, I don't <laughs> – I, I could see Taves literally when he says, I'm taking it day by day. That's what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and and you know, like we said, him coming into a camp for the first time in a while, like fully healthy, regular off season, all that stuff. The last few years where it's been down for him, he's sort of had that excuse of, well, you know, I was sick and yada yada yada. Now, if he comes out and has the same season as last, I do think you could probably accelerate those retirement talks. I would think it's look with the the ice time he's going to get um you know he's going to be on power play 1 he's going to be the first line center all those things i think a bounce back for him numbers wise should be assumed i think it's he's definitely going to have a better yeah. year this year than last i can't see him having a worse performance statistically than he did last year
2: yeah well i i think quality of of the team around him makes a difference too but yeah i i i would hope for for his sake, at least for, you know, just kind of how he, how cerebral he can be and and how hard he is on himself. Um, I just hope for him that, you know, he's, he has a bounce back season because it was, you know, you could tell, you could tell last year how much it weighed on him that he wasn't producing and playing like the old Jonathan Tays. And um, yeah, I mean, knowing that he physically feels better now compared to the same time last year, I think is going to make a big difference because he was coming off of missing the entire season, just kind of figuring out what was going on with, with his body and what you know new restrictions or limitations he, he had to deal with uh, at the start of last season. And, yeah, it took him almost half the season to kind of get things going to a, uh, to a level where you could kind of see, oh, okay, that is Jonathan Taze playing again, you know, kind of thing. So I would like to hope that he, he can you know, start the season where he left off last, last season – and uh just kind of build build on that from there and i mean a bounce back year for jonathan taze i don't think is going to sink the tank uh but um who knows maybe it ups his trade value uh but we'll 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 see we'll we as well will have to take it one day at a time with 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 this team because uh you know it's it's exciting that you know training camp is back exciting to get on the ice um we just got we just got to get through camp, get through the preseason, see what some of these new guys can do, see what see what some of these young guys can do. We we'll look up and down the roster, and th- there were a few times where I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, there were there were a couple, not even just like you know the 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 players that were on AHL contracts that I had to remember, like, "Oh yeah, I remember hearing that name this summer." There were a few players where I was just like, "When did he get signed by this team?"
0: <laughs> yeah, and where has he been before? Yeah. I think we should do a fun thing. Talking about day by day, and like I just is groaning through my head that like, you know, we're excited today, and then we should do what they do. Um, Every time that the like a president's term ends, they always take a show you a picture of the president the first day of office (laughs) to his last day of office. I think we should take a picture today of all of us here excited first day of camp, (laughs) and then after the last game of the season. Just to see if there's a difference.
1: Wrong, be very haggard. Yeah, it's you know. just
0: be, well, I mean, we look pretty haggard right now, yeah. except for Mario. He's always. We'll get in Casey in on that. Shape, That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We're, 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 we should do how, you know, how a long season affects the, not only <laughs> yeah. the, the fans but the people <laughs> that actually see, have to be just, there. This, every is yeah. this is your
2: brain. This is your brain on Blackhawks 2022-23 yes. yeah. hockey.
0: We've got our we've got our amazing social media director here. We're gonna we're We're gonna producing live on the podcast. We're gonna yeah, we're having a production meeting on the air. We're gonna do pictures today of us uh, how we are excited about the first day of training camp, and then the last last after the the last compare how how this season. How the season ever, uh age does.
2: You ever see those old World War One photos of the, the troops coming back from the front lines? I feel like that's gonna be, yeah, it could that, be it's gonna be that uh, yeah. that kind of mood. We here. need one
0: of those cute signs that the Hawks are using Our First day of training camp. Yes. We're smiling. <laughs> yeah, smiling. Last game of the season, eat
1: crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like a mugshot. Well, a big part of what's gonna probably uh, play into the decisions of Taves and Kane is is Luke Richardson, and uh, we're gonna play their comments on their new head coach next. But first, wanna remind you that, hey, if you haven't noticed, it's football season, and PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means you can be watching this game, watching a game, listening to this ad, and placing a live same-game parlay, betting on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cashing out on your live second half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build your perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and the next points with PointsBet lightning bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today, sign up with the code CHGO, and you'll get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
2: Also, the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their AG1 formula, which if you did not know, uh, you must be new here, but their AG1 formula is designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. And to do that, In just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and they help you start your day right. If you have different dietary restrictions for whatever reasons, uh, if you're gluten-free or dairy-free or you eat keto or vegan or whatever it is, uh, with AG1, you're good to go, good to incorporate that into your diet and into your life. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com chgoblackhawks. Do that. Again, athleticgreens.com chgoblackhawks. And take ownership over your health, Pick up, picking up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And
1: we want to remind you again about our first ever official CHGO Bears tailgate. That is this Sunday from 8 a.m. till noon at Michigan and Roosevelt. You need a ticket to attend our tailgate, all food and drinks included. Go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets. You do not need tickets to the game to attend the tailgate, uh, but please join us. It's going to be a great time. We're all going to be there hanging out. There's going to be a food truck, brews and booze, games and music from a local DJ, all that for $34, a four-hour tailgate for $34. Tickets are going fast, so jump on that before time runs out again. That's this Sunday for Chicago versus Houston Yes, in the football match. (laughs) Jump on that. Join us, allchgo.com. And, of course, if you want to buy tickets to the game, use the game time link in the bio of this video podcast the description on youtube or your podcast app to score an awesome deal on tickets at game time so do that and join us sunday for our chto tailgate should be a great time i'm really looking forward to it and uh we'll see y'all there all right now let's get to uh, oh sorry
2: apologies for the for the uh for the music there uh the ice hogs just dropped their new jerseys ah sweet It's, uh, it's a new new logo on the front of the jersey uh if you've if you've been paying attention to the Ice Hogs news over the summer, uh, looks like the uh, the hog with the stick through the mouth is gone, and uh, the Ice Hogs script, the cartoonish script, is gone. It's just the hog head on the jersey. All right. Garrett Mitchell is outside the BMO, bank, uh, BMO Harris Bank Center, uh, sporting the new 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 look. Wearing, looks pretty good. Wearing a
0: different number than what he was wearing today.
2: Well, <laughs> I mean.
0: Well, I mean, I know they switched a couple of years ago. The ice Hogs, fourteen is uh, taken on the Blackhawks, but I, 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 the, the, they maybe they switched it. But I know uh, for the COVID year and last year as well, they switched it to where you wore the same number down. Uh that's right. Rockford you did that mention you would that. Wear yeah. up. Maybe they, maybe they changed it. Um,
2: mm. I mean, they only have so many numbers to go around,
0: right? So, but ninety-eight yeah. of them. But uh, no, I do like that jersey. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though I am a fan though of like with the circle, you know script. Yeah. Too,
2: I'm a, I'm a fan of both. But that looks pretty cool. Looks um, pretty good.
1: Yeah, they look good. They do look
2: good. It uh, it's it looks better on the on the whites. The white for sure. The, yeah. the red it, it kind of get washed gets washed out. But the uh, the whites it looks pretty good on. And definitely and has more. What the HL uh, does it, they flip flop home and away. Yes. Throughout the season, so. Yes.
0: Yeah. First half of the year, I believe you wear the your, your uh, uh, whites co- at home, and then at Christmas you switch or one way or the other you wear either, either at or home yeah. first at, for first half of the year, and then the whites I think it's the whites second. at home to
2: start the season. Is it? Okay, yeah, I, so I always remember those early games being like, this is how it should be. Yeah, It should be whites at home all the time. It should be. We have have all next summer to discuss such things. (laughs) That's right. We've we've run out of time for our summer topics. Finally (laughs) here.
1: All right. Let's get to the – let's start with Patrick Kane, Sarah. Um, Both Taves and Kane were asked about uh, their initial impressions of Luke Richardson, and we'll start with uh, Patrick Kane's response.
3: It seems, you know, intense and uh, seems pretty focused, too. So um, I think he wants to put some good systems in where we can – um, you know, just be able to play and not really think so much out there so we can, you know, go out there play these simple systems. Um, everyone's on the same page and then we can play fast and, uh, and be able to make plays and have the freedom to do that as well. So he seems very focused. I kind of remember what he said.
2: He said- <laughs> so yeah, T- uh, Kane speaking about Richardson. I mean, it really seems like both of those guys have optimism both Tays and Kane have optimism for what Luke Richardson is going to bring in. And it sounds like the new system that he's going to bring with him, uh, is something that they're both interested in something that's a little bit simpler than what they were running before under Jeremy Colleton, where, you know, there was a lot more, everything is planned out to a T here's where you have to be at this point to get this done and, and, and whatnot. Whereas Richardson's system seems like it'll be a little bit more, uh, you know, rely on your instincts. Re- rely on what made you an NHL star. Yeah,
1: let's let's fire up Jonathan Taze's comments as well because he sort of echoes what Kane says about the simplicity and just being able to use your instincts.
4: I mean, it's just, it's simple little things as far as knowing your job, knowing who's your guy in the defensive zone. I mean, that's kind of what we focused on today. Um, so I think it, it felt um, simple and easy and straightforward and. I think that's the type of thing that you can work on as the season goes along, too. It's good to uh, get that stuff ironed out quick. So, I mean, when when you know what the other four guys in the ice are doing, it makes your job a lot easier, too. And You know where your outs are. You know where your checks are. So it was a good start today.
1: It's just so funny. I think back to when Duncan Keith was on uh, that podcast on that big sports network um, <laughs> talking about Jeremy Cowett And just saying, I feel like we're not allowed to use our instincts anymore. And everything is so, like you said, planned out, pre-rehearsed. And it's, hockey's not a game where you can do that. It's like planning a pinball game. (laughs) You can't do that. You don't know where the puck is going to go at a certain time. It might hit a skate. It might deflect. Basically, what the Hawks are doing now is they're, they're playing a zone defense. Which makes sense. You're responsible for an area not for a particular skater, which okay. is so much simpler for everybody. And Tafe said it. When you know where the other four guys on the ice are going to be, it makes things a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. And when you hear everyone saying the same things when comparing the old system, you know it was a problem. And it was, I mean, look, Keith was vocal about it two years ago, and he was probably the, the most vocal about his dislike for Jeremy Cowden's system, um, but Over time, everybody got annoyed with it because it was overcomplicated. And I think, you know, we know that Derek King, when he took over for Cowton last year, wasn't able to revamp the entire thing. It's not something you can do on the fly in the middle of a season. Right. He made some tweaks here and there, simplified it where he could. This system with Luke Richardson is going to be totally different and a lot more what you're used to seeing around the league. This this zone style of defense where you're responsible for a zone and not a person.
2: Yeah. Hopefully this season we see a lot uh, less of, you know, defensemen up at the blue line when they're in their own zone, because they're following their, they're following their player. They're chasing them as they're, as they're cycling the zone, the defenseman, you know, Connor Murphy is chasing his, his forward all the way up out of position and, and having to, figure out things from there but yeah hopefully we see that a lot less and i think it's just especially with you know the 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 way the game is played now and the speed that seemingly everybody plays with um you really don't have i mean even some of the fastest teams in the league don't play that style because it's not effective even if you could play that style effectively you don't see a lot of teams doing it because it's 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 not really worth it, and it's just it's just a lot easier to defensively cover a zone than it is to stick with a stick with one player. And 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 with things free flowing so much, it's you know a man to man in basketball is completely different than it is in hockey, and you know it's it's kind of why as fast as the game is, you have to kind of just be like, all right, I got this area. Whatever's in this area is my responsibility. Not oh, let me chase Kale McCarr around the ice. Yeah, good luck. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: No. It, both guys mentioned, you know, simplicity, not having to think as much, knowing where your teammates are going to be, knowing your responsibility. Uh, you know, those are the two guys that were here for the, for the Collerton debacle and uh, the entire one. They uh, obviously they're. I think they're happy that like it's just like yes, let's just go out and play the game. Um, it's kind of like. If you ever played as a defenseman on some of the NHL video games, <laughs> like the second you leave your area, like the ice lights up, like no red, no go back. And where are you <laughs> going? going? Yeah. Go back where <laughs> you
1: belong. Right, right, right.
0: Like, that's how it should be. Because <laughs> running around chasing your guy, just seems like an incredible waste of energy. Oh yeah, and you guys—that's you, why, like, so many games in the third period, the Blackhawks get run out of the building because they're dog ass tired. Yes, because they've been skating it like laps in their own zone the whole mm. night. Get to your spot of the ice. When someone comes by you, get a body on them, pass them on to the next
1: guy. It's not that difficult. It's just so inefficient to chase somebody. The concept of it is ridiculous. And to think it would work at this level is silly. And And not only to
0: think it would work at this level, but to continue to think it would work. And just being stubborn and being just a peen and not changing anything. You had
1: a GM who had to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. Then he hired a coach who had to be the smartest guy in the room all the time, and it's a toxic situation. And you heard what they said about Richardson. You know what stood out to me today is they were doing their uh, they're doing their endurance training. They're just every, the whole team doing laps. Luke Richardson was doing them with the team, skated with them. yeah. He was with the yep. first group skating laps, working on his conditioning as well. And he said yesterday when he met the media that he's not a guy who's going to sit up in his office and then come. You know, grace the team with his presence. He wants to be in there all the time. He wants to be with the team. He wants to get a feel for the rhythm and the heartbeat of the team. And to do that from the first drills today, for Luke Richardson to be out there skating his ass off with the team, sure, maybe if you want to be a cynic, you could say it's a little bit gimmicky. Fine. But as Koopa Scoop says in the chat, Richardson's building a culture. Absolutely. Koopa Scoop? Absolutely, you want to build a closeness. You don't want your team to be them and me as the coach. That is exactly what Jeremy Colleton had. Yeah. It was him and the team, and there was no togetherness there at all, regardless of what system you played, right? And look, realistically, these players spend more time with the assistants than they do with the head coach just by design. It's the same thing in the NFL. It's the same thing in baseball where they're spending more time with the hitting coach and the pitching coach and those sorts of things. But when the head coach is around, that means a lot to these guys because they feel seen, they feel heard. And again, for the coach to understand what makes his team tick, he needs to be around his team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could just tell, and, and Tave said it too, Richardson's, you know, resume speaks for itself. He's a guy who's played in the league for a long time. Tave said he had guys from Montreal and older players reach out to him talking about the quality of the character of Luke Richardson, Yeah, that stuff goes such a long way. Yeah. So when he looks you in the face and says, you're not, you know, whatever, you're not competing hard enough, or you made a mistake here, it resonates. Yeah. And it's not met with an eye roll because you know he knows it, you know he's been there, and you know that he knows what it takes to be an NHL
2: player. Yeah, that's something that stuck out from, from what Tay said about Richardson was that, you know, he just says he knows what we as – He knows what we as players go through because he's been through it himself. It's a much much different response when a guy who's played over 1,400 NHL games tells you, you know, what to do, how to improve, you know, how to maybe, you know, uh, respond to a different situation on or off the ice, whatever it is. Coming from him is a lot different than coming from a guy who, uh, you know, played most of his career in the minors and his only coaching experience was minors so yeah I think it's 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 a huge difference uh from the head coaching position and I think it's going to make a big difference for the from the from the top on down from from guys like Tays and Kane down to the to the young players think it's going to make a di- big difference in you know the culture of the locker room how the, how practices are run um how they respond in games I, I you know we haven't really seen it uh, yet from Luke Richardson, he's only had a, a handful of games as as a head coach in the NHL, and it was only under you know extreme circumstances. But when we when we talked uh, with with Laura Saba about his experience coaching in in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs and 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 um, with the Canadians, you know the, the the responses and and you know adjustments made were were different and were effective, and I think that that's something that you know. The, the Blackhawks coaching staff in, in the last few years adjusting and, and kind of not trying to square peg round hole each game, uh, was, was, was a big hindrance. So I think if, if, if Richardson can, can, can do that, have the confidence to do that. And the players can believe and can, can buy into him, uh, as, as head coach, that's going to make a huge difference.
1: Don't forget that Ty, that I said, Ty that, we need another ah. job for that, by the way. Um, Max Domi said that as soon as Richardson was named coach, he let his agent know Chicago's the place I Chicago, want to be. Yeah, yeah. That's well, meaningful. I
0: mean, getting guys like Taves and Kane to buy in, guys like Murphy, Murphy and Jones and, and the veteran guys, Tyler Johnson, if those guys respect Luke Richardson, the young guys will too. Yep. Because, I mean, that was what was so – Unbelievable about the Colleton when you have guys like Duncan Keith who openly are just telling you this guy sucks. Yes, what do you think the rookie who, who's the rookie gonna like back up mm-hmm. and want to emulate the coach that the, the guy that won three Stanley Cups thinks is a buffoon or the guy that's won three Stanley Cups? Yeah, exactly. So right. when Kane and Taves are the guys saying, Yeah, Luke Richardson, he's our guy. Then your young players are going to be more in tune, and it's just going to be a better environment for everybody.
1: Just picture the visual of like, you know, uh, at the time like Kirby Docks in the locker room and Cowan's talking, and he just goes and looks at Duncan Keith, and Duncan Keith's
0: head down, yeah, chicken not, his not head. even listening. It's or, immediately, or, yeah. it's like being in grade school.
1: Yeah, immediately the credibility's gone. Yeah do mm-hmm. you do you
0: want to who do you want to impress more the cool kid or the teacher? So yeah, yep. having having Luke Richardson out there skating, um, so far he he's told us he's not just blowing smoke. You know what he says is what he's going to do. So far he's living up to that. Granted, it's one day, but I think we'd be remiss. I know Taves and Kane talking is is a huge deal, but we'd be remiss to not talk about some of the other the injury news yes. that came out this morning but, and a guy that we didn't expect to see there that was there.
1: Yeah, I want I do want to say though. Your reference of who do you want to impress, the cool kid or the teacher? But the cool kid knows more about math than a teacher does. Right, <laughs> exactly. So that's, uh, you know, yeah, that's that's like the, extra, the extra yeah. angle in there. But yeah, um, big injury news today. Uh, Ian Mitchell, who we talked about yesterday as someone with a real chance of making the team, uh, is expected to miss six weeks with a wrist injury. It's tough. Really, really tough news Talking for about Ian awful Mitchell. timing. I mean, that is horrible timing. So I believe he's out of contract after this year too. Yeah, this is a this is a. I yeah. believe he's an
2: RFA at the
1: end yeah. of the year. He'll be an RFA to, after yeah, this I, season. I, so
0: I don't think this like ends the Ian Mitchell era in Chicago. It just makes it really tougher for it to get going.
2: It's a it's a huge missed opportunity for him because there already were going to be you know some some spots opened up because of uh, you know injuries, but now it, now it really just seems like once he is healthy. There's probably no chance he doesn't start his season once he's healthy in Rockford. And he's going to have to, you know, build his way back up again. Yeah,
0: it was his fir- it was his chance to make his first impression with the new coaching staff, and he's going to miss that. That's that's yeah, yeah that's tough. You know, he, now Richardson's going to have to rely on what Andrew Sorensen is reporting back from Rockford instead of seeing it with his own eyes. Yeah. you can watch tape all you want, but there's. It's a world of difference to see it with your own eyes live yeah. and watching it on tape.
1: The other bit of news, Connor Murphy not there with Group B today. Uh, he mispracticed due to personal reasons. His billet parent and juniors passed away, yeah. so he's tending to that. And then the first guy I saw on the ice today showed up about 25 minutes early, as I do for literally everything in my life. Um, Jake McCabe, out there in full uniform. Participating. Skating. He's still... I think Lazarus tweeted nine to eleven weeks away from returning. Yeah, from cervical spine surgery, out there in full gear, uh, skating with the team, skating the uh, you know the what, the conditioning drills. Yeah,
2: wasn't a full participant. but right. I did not expect him to be out there doing rushes and doing any drills really. But he was out there skating and yeah. When you think like oh surgery on your spine, yeah, I wouldn't imagine being out. During an NHL practice and and, and being out there, but now, uh, no,
0: mad mad respect for him seeing that yeah. today. A lot of guys could have just been like, "Nope, I'm I'm not." And again, that sets a tone for these young guys. Here's a guy who just had spinal surgery
2: a as long few as, weeks ago. As long as it's medically okay for well, him I'm to be sure, out there, yeah, you know, no, you're not going to fine, a, but yeah, you're not going to
0: let a five million dollar investment go skate against doctors' orders,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we did not see. Jujar Carey, he was part of the second group. We were uh, chatting with Jonathan Taves and then had to come here for the show, so we weren't able to catch any of the second group of practice. He was listed on the roster as yep. to be a participant, so I'm going to assume he participated as well. Also, that report this morning, uh, Colton Dock and Paul uh, Ludwinski, Ludwinski. Uh, are uh, in concussion protocol uh, thanks to uh, plays that happened over the weekend against those thug Iowa slash <laughs> Minnesota wild punk asses that we have to stop playing in the preseason, um, so they were not at practice either. But yeah, I would expect yep. Connor Murphy to be back,
1: um, soon, soon. Yeah,
0: tomorrow, Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah I th- with McCabe, the only stuff we saw him not participating in were those, like, transition drills they were doing where it was almost like a simulation in the offensive zone where there
0: was was some
2: contact. Yeah, Yeah, he He, was non-contact. There was
0: no – but he wasn't even in a – like, a lot of times those guys were, like, a yellow jersey. Yeah. So, like, hey, don't hit this guy. But he was in there in the white jersey, but he just didn't participate in – any of the drills, not that they were having contact drills, but any of the drills where there could be some accidental contact mm-hmm. just because of the speed. Yeah. Uh, but he was out there skating, man. He was, he was doing the laps and everything. You know, he could have very been, he like, oh, my back hurts. Can't, can't do the <laughs> laps. But uh, he was there. It was, it was very impressive and unexpected to see that.
1: A couple other notes. Uh, Max Domi taking some shifts at center. Yeah. Uh, it was with Kane and Radish. Probably too early to really think about yeah, any lines the, here, but just
2: the only like pairings that kind of jumped off the uh, off the off the page were, um, yeah, Radish, Domi, Kane, was uh, a trio that pretty much ran every every drill together. Um, and then, weirdly, Colin Blackwell, Taze, and Tyler Johnson were a trio, and. I, hope I that's not a line I don't <laughs> I would not think that that's going to be a line come that's, the first game of the season because that's three centers on the same line yeah what, you, I, what are of you doing them there six feet tall right yeah.
1: I wouldn't read too much into it yeah. at all because uh Jack Johnson was out there and I'm like, oh he's playing the off d he was playing uh he's left handed shot. he was playing right d for one and then the next drill he was on the left yeah. side so yeah. I think they're just they're just doing drills so right yeah, but I will say Taves and Blackwell. We're together all day, mm-hmm. from from rushes to drills to everything. Which is Blackwell and Taze were on the ice at the same time all the time.
2: Yeah. Also, Alex Vlasic and Seth Jones were paired together for every drill I saw them with. So maybe that could be something that carries over from, from the end of last season to the start of this season, especially with injuries. You know, And with, with Mitchell now kind of being out of the picture, it really seems like, the The path is cleared for a guy like Alex Vlasic to be like, here, here's your gigantic opportunity to hold on to an NHL spot. It's,
0: might be his, might be his spot to lose at this point. Uh, yeah. Obviously we got a long way to go. We've got to see how all these other guys do. Get some game action in. You know, you can look as great as you want running drills and practice, but
2: right, yeah.
0: Tuesday, you know, it's gonna be. Uh, it's the Blues, right? They start with the Blues. They start with or the they
2: blues. blues at home, and then the next night is on the road against Detroit.
4: Yeah,
0: so we'll get a, we'll get a sense, a better sense when, when these guys start getting some game action in. Um, I would obviously, based on what Luke Richardson said yesterday, Domi and Kane are gonna. Kind of be a thing At least to start the season Yeah I would think You find a way To Get Lucas Reichel With those two Um, Whether Domi's playing center Or Reichel's playing center I know Reichel played center Pretty much exclusively In Rockford Last year Domi has played center He's played center With Luke Richardson On the bench Yeah Um, So You can have some You know uh, Versatility there Reichel was in the second group so he wasn't even in that that group yeah. with those guys. So yeah. again, these aren't the lines for opening night. These aren't They yeah, the, don't the, but, don't the, but Kane and Domi appear yet. to be they'll be attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, you know, Kane even said that he was was asked about it and he even said he was kind of looking forward to playing with him. He's a very competitive guy. Mm-hmm. I think Kane knows that he's got a guy on his line that is going to punch a guy in the face if he asked to. So that's got to make him feel a little, little comfortable. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens.
2: It's so funny that <laughs> they're part of the reasoning for like putting, putting Domi and Kane together is like, Oh, well they have, you know, connections of playing in juniors and like, yeah, yeah they played apart. for, yeah, <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah, like seven years apart, but <laughs> they played for the same team. Sure. They played in different decades. Yeah, right, And then Kane, Kane talked about it today about his, like, connection with Domi, he's like, yeah, I, I ended up seeing him at media at the media tour one time, and then we watched the U.S. Open together, and that was basically it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, well, you know, got to find chemistry somewhere.
1: Domi seems to fit that Patrick Kane winger mold a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was just good to be out there today and see everybody. Uh, I was trying to get a good look at uh, Peter morazek's goalie helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't get a good look at it, but from what I could tell, it looked like the stripes kind of go... On the side, like the jersey stripes, and in the middle looked like the Tomahawk logo. Um, yeah, hard to tell, but hard uh, to tell from how far sick away. Sick we pads, were, but, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah good and stuff I like though. that Arvid Soderblom wears the black pads, like Crawford makes
2: makes him easy to to figure out who he is when he's out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we get if we get to go
0: in the, I'm assuming we'll be able to go in the room tomorrow because they're not, you know, we won't have the can taves. We can uh, there. We get a little look. Uh, there. Uh, Is that it? Uh, nope. Uh, nope, nope.
2: That's Colin Delia. That's Colin oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it won't be out there. Yet. W- it, there's no. probably no so pictures. Of we get it. to
0: get in the room but tomorrow. Yeah. We could probably get a good look of it hanging up in the stall. Get a good better chance. Get of a it. good but whiff.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you mentioned. I don't know if it was on or off the air yesterday, but you mentioned Vix. Uh, get some oh, Vix yeah. for your. <laughs> I opened Instagram and there was an ad for Vicks on there. They're not that my computer's just, listening or anything. Always listening. No, it's because you,
0: you got that microchip inside of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right.
1: Well, I got it with the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Came with, my, uh, came with my vaccine. This is pretty sweet. So,
0: yeah, I think a successful uh,
2: day, first day at training camp. A, a good day, one. Yeah. It's, no one got
0: hurt. That's the least that we know of. Well, group A. Not, not in group A. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But it, there just seems to be some, uh, there's a good vibe.
1: And I mean, it seems genuine. I know Cody's. There's a genuine vibe good right vibe. Here. But yeah. No,
0: it's yeah. it's it's. There's some optimism, not necessarily about just this season in particular, but just just the direction things are going on. And mm. I think, as you mentioned, all the crap that happened last year, to have that behind you for anybody that was here last year, it's got to feel good to be like, okay, there's some stability. We know who our coach is. He's not going anywhere. We know who our GM is. He's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Let's just play hockey, and we don't have to worry about anything else.
1: There is a tiny crap cloud that does linger over this a little bit with the Hockey Canada investigation. Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk were on that team. There's no indication whether or not either of them were involved in the incident, but Kyle Davidson did make a point yesterday in saying that he, from what he understands, both have fully cooperated with the investigation. So Mm -hmm. there is a little thing. There is that little Hockey Canada thing hanging over two of the players. Yeah.
2: But – um. And they, I mean, and they did say we're taking the NHL's lead on right. on what to do as far as what what comes of that investigation. But um, obviously, if you've been following that investigation, it, uh, with the NHL being involved, of course, it's going as as well as you'd think. And Davidson was basically told or basically said uh, he's really heard no no directions from the NHL at this time about that. So uh, it seems like that's going to just kind of hang over those two players hang over the team until everything's kind of figured out but we'll see what happens with it and uh yeah just go from there as, far as as far as we know right now both players are are in camp and in in the plans for uh for this season so until that changes if it changes we'll uh we'll just wait
1: all right it's the time has come the time has for the come the points bet play of the week
0: points bet play of the week yes um unfortunately
1: uh, the points bet app
0: is not working for me. But we we uh we're gonna keep riding that bears train even though um the bear train it didn't uh didn't pan out for us last week but we're still like what four and one when betting the bears so yes.
1: If they called Justin Fields touchdown a touchdown it would have
0: Yes. Um, That's true. Yeah. So we're gonna stick with the Bears. We're gonna be out there for the big tailgate, eight AM to noon. Get your tickets, thirty four dollars. Come hang out with all of your CHGO pals before the Chicago Houston game, uh, even though I, don't, I can't bring up what exact odds are, we decided uh, in a very Bears, Bears a, money line in a very in-depth, well-researched <laughs> conversation between the three of us before getting on the air. We're hitting the hammer Bears, the Bears, the Bears money line. Yeah, is where we're going for the points points bet player of the week. I think there's going to be a bounce back this week, back at home. Uh, I think the coaching staff has got stuff. Stuff and things to prove. Yep. Uh, you know, let's not let's throw the football. It's 2022. Like I don't, I, I can't, I don't know what happens. like when you put on a bear sweater, you automatically think it's 1943. But uh, <sighs> I, bears yes. money line is where we're going. I think we're gonna have a bounce back. It's the the Lovey Smith revenge game. Should be fun. So we're taking the Bears on the money line as the points bet play of the week. You're you're soon to be two and one Chicago Bears, my friend. I saw
1: Cole Komet say uh, that they are looking forward to going downfield a little more this year, this week. Um, by nice. the way, how you talked about like putting on the Bears uniform sends you back sixty years. It just makes you not a good player anymore. I watched every game Cole Komet played in college, every game. And yes, college is different than the pros. I understand that, but he was a dominant threat, best tight end in the country, caught everything thrown his way, ran people over, scored touchdowns. What, what, what happened? Yeah, All I know right. is
0: I have as many catches as he does this year. That's right, right. exactly. I am tied. And as many in one fewer drop. Yes. I yeah. have not dropped a pass yes. this season. See, good job. <laughs>
1: All right, let's wrap things up. I uh, want to thank Sarah for producing the show today. As usual, we're back tomorrow at 1.30 with some more Red Hot Blackhawks news. Then we have a game on Tuesday, a post game, our first post game. Yes, can't wait! Will be Pre-season Tuesday night. Post-game. So hang out with us tomorrow, uh, and uh, there will be more news today and tomorrow. So, and we're going to be over at Fifth Third before we come down here tomorrow. So uh, don't miss it. There's going to be a lot of news happening as the weeks and the days go on until the official puck drop of the regular season. So uh, for Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. Thanks for watching and listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.